Chapter 11, Nervous Shakedown. Stark and Loki were back in the entrance hall. Loki really didn't want to go back to the room that he had been spending so much time in. It really was starting to feel like a cell. He waited for what felt like an appropriate amount of time, really only a few minutes, and moved back to the door. He put his ear next to it, but couldn't hear any voices. That made sense. They were rather thick doors. He looked back at Stark to see if the man would object. Stark gave him a thumbs up with a questioning look, obviously asking if it worked. Loki shook his head. So Loki tried his trusty eavesdropping spell. It was simple magic that basically drew voices straight to his ear, as if they had no matter to go through. The trickster couldn't count the number of times he had used it to great effect in the past. Unfortunately, it seemed that Doctor Strange had been prepared for something like this. His magic hit the orange shield made of Strange's own energy and dissipated. He sighed. With no other ideas, Loki just sat down on the steps of the stairs and stared at the doors that led out of the sanctum to the outside world. It wasn't long before Stark sat down next to him. Loki was surprised to find them suddenly mere inches apart. They sat in silence. Loki guessed it wouldn't be five minutes before Stark started talking. The man only made it to three. Penny for your thoughts? Stark asked. My thoughts are worth far more than one cent, Loki responded. Stark raised his eyebrows, obviously surprised that Loki had understood his question. You're much better at that stuff than Thor was, Stark said. Yes, well, Thor was an idiot, Loki said by default. Stark looked at him disbelievingly, and Loki sighed. Reflex. He wasn't unintelligent, though I did all in my power to convince him as such, but he didn't have much interest in intellectual pursuits. Also, last I was here, I was interested enough in the moral patterns of speech to pick it up and seek out any meanings I couldn't understand. Once again, there was silence. Once again, Stark was compelled to fill it. A hundred dollars for your thoughts? Stark offered. As you are so often eager to point out, Stark, you are a billionaire. Surely you can spare more than that. Oh, so we're haggling on this. What'll it take? A thousand, ten thousand, a million? I believe one million dollars would be acceptable, Loki responded, smiling. Bill me, Stark said. Okay, lay it on me. Loki sighed, staring forward once again, enjoying the ability to talk without having to look Stark in the eye. Was he really prepared to go into this with him? He had confided in the man before, but that had all been part of an information exchange, his plan to instill trust. He had Stark's trust, or at least enough that Stark hadn't hesitated to agree with Loki's plan. The god didn't need anything further from the mortal. He could just lie. Find some concern that he would reasonably be thinking of. But he found himself, for one of the few times he could remember, saying exactly what was on his mind. The Time Stone. The ability to change the past. Part of me wishes I could go back to before Thor's coronation. Before I went mad. At Stark's smirk, Loki barely restrained himself from punching the man. Okay, yes, I admit I went insane. Happy? The man grinned. Well, no, because your crazy kind of broke New York, and all because you were adopted. Drama queen. Loki lifted an eyebrow in offense. This guy used to be his enemy. Loki was this close to fixing this whole mess, just so he could hightail it to the other end of the universe. He shouldn't care what the man thought about him, but... Really, Stark? At Stark's clueless glance, he continued. I know we don't know each other very well, but we fought together, talked together. Do you truly think me so weak that having just been born to different parents than those who raised me would break me? Stark appeared to think about it for a moment. Well, it would also suck to not really be a prince, I guess. Didn't like who your real parents turned out to be? 
At that, Loki laughed, real and long, something he hadn't done in a long time. He looked over at Stark, and he could see the man's pupils dilate, his attraction naked on his face. It was nothing Loki hadn't felt himself in the last day, but not now, not when they were talking about this. Loki suddenly realized how close they were sitting. He itched to separate them, just a bit further, but he'd rather die than show his discomfort, so he continued speaking. That would be the understatement of the millennia. Loki realized he was picking at his left hand, a nervous habit he had started up after finding it suddenly blue. After a few moments of silence, Stark burst. Okay, I'll bite. Who are your birth parents? I only know of one, Laufey, king of Jotunheim. I'm a Jotun. He couldn't help the disgust in his tone. He may have made the claim of rightful king to Thanos, but that had all been mostly showmanship. Maybe a dash of pride in his various claims. Stark raised his eyebrows in alarm. I'm sensing some hostility here. I mean, hey, at least you're still a prince. They're a rival band of gods, Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. No, a different race entirely. Frost giants. You're not that tall. Loki growled at Stark's comment. Why had he bothered? This was accomplishing nothing. He was a silly mortal. He just didn't get it. I'm a runt. It's how Odin got me. I was tossed out to die because I was so small. They're violent, bloodthirsty, barely more than beasts. The royal family brought the monster into their home, but they had the nerve to be surprised and disappointed when it acted like one. Loki wrapped his arms around his bent knees, retreating into himself. He could still feel the heat of Stark's shoulder and hip, just shy of being pressed against him. Part of him wanted to bask in something that was so much the opposite of what he was. The other part wanted to flee from the other person alive now that knew his secret shame. That's bullshit, Stark replied, and Loki laughed bitterly. Indeed. No, your excuse for why you went all violent and crazy, it's bullshit. Loki looked up at that, and Stark actually looked, well, indignant. Loki started to pull away, but Stark grabbed his knee and turned so that they were making eye contact. Stark wasn't strong enough to force Loki to do anything he didn't want to do but the god was surprised enough to let it happen. You lived for centuries, studying magic, relying on your wits, preferring talking to combat. Then you learn you're a frost giant and all of a sudden none of that matters. You're just a completely different person. It was all a lie, Stark. My entire life was a lie Odin maintained until he had use of me. This very body you're attracted to is just a small part of it. Loki could have clapped a hand over his mouth. He had very much not meant for those words to come out. You sure think a lot of yourself, Tony snorted, but he waggled his eyebrows suggestively before, seemingly, recognizing the seriousness of the subject and sobering. Hey, don't distract me. I had a point I was making. Do you really think you would have been capable of fitting in with the Asgardians if you were no more than a mindless beast? Odin may have made you look the part, but I doubt he could have changed you that much. The man's words made sense. A lot of sense. But that dark voice of his... The one that whispered terrible things let him know that it was all just window dressing. He knew who he was inside, a monster. He knew the violence he still longed to wreak. If that didn't come from the frost giants, then where? Loki snorted. That's what's so funny. I didn't fit in. I was the coward who fought with magic. Preferring words to weapons didn't put me in anyone's favor. I was an idiot for not realizing something was wrong sooner. So what? You go back to before you knew and try to make sure you don't find out? Or do you tell yourself and hope that past you takes it better coming from future you? Continuing the lie? 
It's tempting, but no. With all Thor's warmongering at the time, even if events had gone differently, I suspect it would have come out sooner or later. It could have possibly been even worse. Worse than you trying to kill your brother and then take over Earth? Maybe not worse for everyone, but possibly worse for me. If Odin had the opportunity to use me to bring peace with Jotunheim, either marry me off or place me on the throne as a puppet king, it might have truly broken me. I'm furious enough with Thanos for using me as his tool. I couldn't imagine the same coming from the man I had once thought of as my father. It's bad enough to know that it was his intention in the first place. Tony appeared to give this some thought, nodding as he worked through the problem. Tony's hand was still on Loki's knee, his thumb making comforting little circles. Loki looked at the man questioningly, but he didn't think Tony was even aware that he was doing it. It made sense. He was an inventor, an engineer. He obviously thought better when his hands were moving. Stark certainly couldn't be aware of what it was doing to Loki, sending little sparks of pleasure to his core. So no changing before that part then. So we're pretty much left with crazy pants trying to rule the world? Charming, Loki sneered. Of course, Stark didn't look the slightest bit guilty. I don't see any way around it. I didn't start putting myself back together until I was in the dungeons of Asgard, and I'd already done so much damage by then. Oh, so you did actually get punished then? I'd kind of wondered what with the whole you being free to pretend to die so you could replace your daddy thing. Well, I was sentenced, Loki said, surprised he could manage a bit of a smile at that. Uh-huh, and how long did that last? Stark asked, playing along. Well, my punishment was imprisonment for the rest of my life, Loki said, his mood falling a bit. He couldn't even imagine what he would have done if that had been carried out. No Frigga, no Thor, just a millennia of solitude. He likely would have gone crazy again. He shook himself out of the thought. But fortunately, I was spared thousands of years of boredom by a slight dark elf incursion. This was the sneeze place, Tony asked, and Loki rolled his eyes. Svartelfheim is not hard to pronounce, but yes. About a year after... A year? Tony interrupted. Hush, or do you not want to hear the story? Yes, but seriously though, one year. That's all you got for your invasion. Asgardian justice, my ass. Extenuating circumstances... As I was saying, Loki continued, ignoring Stark's further choked protests. About a year after I was imprisoned, some dark elves attacked Asgard, looking for the Aether, which you would know as the Reality Stone. Thor, in his boundless wisdom, had found the Aether and his mortal woman and brought her to Asgard. They managed to keep her safe, but at the cost of our mother. Loki wasn't sure he could ever completely forgive Thor for that. Frigga had made her choice. Loki wouldn't take that away from her but it never would have been necessary if it wasn't for Thor. Then again, on the rare occasion when he was willing to stop lying to himself, he knew that he was projecting, focusing on Thor's culpability to deflect from his own guilt. It kept him from acknowledging that, in his very last conversation with Frigga, he had said she wasn't his mother. Even in his lost, angry state of mind, he could see how much he had hurt her with those words. Stark was looking at him with furrowed, concerned face again, so we started back into the story. Thor, as he is wont to do, wanted to leap headfirst and follow the Dark Elves. Odin disagreed and closed the Bifrost, so he needed a way to get to Svartalfheim, by alternate means. And you knew how, Tony prompted, better, Loki said with a grin. I was the only one in Asgard who had studied these pathways. So Thor came to me with an offer. Help him, and you get to go free, Stark completed, 
There was definitely an edge of tension in his voice. It was understandable. Loki had killed people, had caused massive destruction in a city. It must feel so unfair. Loki laughed a little bitterly this time. Actually, no. I would help him and then be sent back to my cell. Also, if I made the slightest misstep, he would kill me. That's a lot of stick and no carrot, Stark pondered. Loki furrowed his brow, not sure what that had to do with plants. Stark laughed at his confusion. I guess knowing our colloquialisms only helps when I don't epically skew them. What's your motivation for helping, if it gets you at best back in jail, at worst dead? Well, revenge for mother, for one, which was enough motivation in itself. Additionally, even a temporary freedom was enough opportunity to take advantage of. That was why Thor had to provide the death threat. He knew I'd look for any chance to avoid going back in that cell. He even went so far as to try to convince me that he believed that the brother I had been no longer existed. Loki smiled a bit fondly, remembering how dark Thor had been. Loki hadn't believed it for a moment. You guys take dysfunctional to a whole different level, Stark offered. Took, Loki corrected, and Stark flinched. After a few moments of uncomfortable silence, Stark felt the need to fill it. So how did you stay out of jail? I died, remember? Everyone but Thor expected me to run off the moment I was out of the cell, but I did want revenge. I knew that Thor would immediately be suspicious after we defeated the elves, so I took an opportunity. It required an extremely painful stabbing through the gut, but I had been hurt far worse before. Loki guessed Stark was probably thinking of his back at this point and hurried on. Then Thor thought I was dead. Better yet, they still had to go after the ether, so I was left all alone. I transferred myself into a guard and delivered news of my death to Odin. Then it was a simple spell to cloud his mind, place him on Earth, and take his place. Loki finished the story with a little ta-da motion of his hands. Okay, I do know you a bit better now, but still, how could you do that to Thor again? You let him think you were dead twice. Three times, Loki corrected automatically, thinking of Thanos in the statement. And then he couldn't look Stark in the eye. To be fair, I had actually meant to die that first time, so... He peeked up at Stark in his pathetic jest. Now Stark looked devastated. Well, that hadn't been his attention. Anyway, we should probably check on them. I know it's tough, but they really should have come to a decision by now. Loki stood up, walking a few steps towards those closed doors. He just wanted out of this conversation. He had shared more than he had ever done before. He was feeling like an open wound, red and raw. Nice try. You seriously think I'm going to let you leave on illusions of suicide and a third almost death on Sakaar? Actually, on Sakaar, I thought Thor was dead, but that wasn't Thor's fault. Loki. Stark growled in a way that actually reminded him a lot of Thor. Avoiding the truth is my specialty. I don't know why you'd suddenly think you were the exception. Stark jerked at that, like Loki had slapped him. You're right, Stark said finally. Loki affected a blank face. He wouldn't let the mortal see how much his ridiculously pointless conversation was getting to him. Hey, if you get your way tomorrow, then none of this will ever happen anyways. So, what's the point? It was hard to maintain the mask. He hadn't thought about that. None of this would have happened. Except, if he was correct on how the time stone would work, he'd still remember it. He alone. If after everything, he ever got back to Earth, Stark would be his enemy again. Or at best, distrusted ally. Why had he let himself care even this little bit about the man? 
He knew better than this. The The only person he had ever been able to count on was Thor, and he had gotten Thor killed. No, he would fix it. Thor would be alive, and Loki could go back to being the trickster, and everything would be fine. He glared at the door separating them from the heroes, willing them to open. Seriously, could they not just accept that it was a good plan? He could escape Stark by going back to their room, but then Loki wasn't fond of that idea either. He wanted to stay here. There was a little itch in the back of his brain, one he was quite curious to scratch. Everything that happened today was likely to get completely rewritten. He already cared. What did he have to lose? Loki strode back over to Stark, who was standing on the first step, staring up at the display cases on the second floor, obviously trying to think about something else. Loki lay a hand on his shoulder hesitantly. The man spun around, obviously expecting a fight. Loki just grabbed the man's neck and claimed his lips. He felt Stark's moan, and the inventor soon parted his lips to deepen the kiss. The reaction sent a spark of heat down Loki's center, and he wrapped his other hand around Stark's neck to pull himself in for closer body contact. When Stark's tongue entered his mouth and started dancing with Loki's own, the god couldn't hold back his own groan. Loki didn't know how long they kissed like that. Tongues moving, hands searching, neither man moved to take it any further. They just enjoyed the touching. Finally, Loki forced himself to step away, but he left his hands on Stark's shoulders. Stark looked at him, eyes half-lidded and slightly dazed. Loki was fairly sure he didn't look much more composed. The silver tongue didn't want to say anything to ruin the moment, so he just caressed the back of Stark's neck with his right hand, looked at him in those big brown eyes, and gave him a small but real smile. Stark returned the smile, though far more hesitantly. Both men jumped apart when Banner opened the door. Loki started staring at his nails nonchalantly. He had no idea what Stark looked like. After a moment, Loki chanced to look at Banner. The scientist looked between the two of them with that uncertain half-smile on his face that seemed to say he knew everything that had been going on. All right, I think we have a plan, Banner said, and Stark and Loki followed him back to the room. Instead of sitting back in the chair he had vacated, Stark stayed standing at Loki's side, like they were a team. Strange was also standing, obviously prepared to give a little speech. Loki wasn't entirely sure if this boded well or poorly for his plan. I'm not giving the time stone to Loki. That would be dangerous in the extreme, and I'd have no guarantee of getting it back, Strange started. Loki was about to curse the second-rate sorcerer, but Stark put his hand up, stilling him. Before you ask, the time stone is, by its very nature, outside of time. It wouldn't just return back to me when the change was complete. So, yes, that had been Loki's initial debate. Maybe it had been a good idea to keep him out of the initial conversation. But he still couldn't imagine what conclusion they had come to that was better than his idea. I can, however, use the time stone to send you back without you having to possess it. The caveat on this is that the time period is fixed. The spell would only last a few hours at most. Now, that should be enough time to convince yourself not to take the Tesseract. After that, you would just revert to whatever present day has now been created by your change. The one downside to this is that you will retain all your same memories. You won't know of any changed events between when you went back in time and when you pop back to the present. However, as that is only a few days, and it's a relatively small change, you should be fine. The feeling of relief that had engulfed Loki was so strong, he almost felt like he was going to choke. His head was both light and full. They were going to let him do it. He was going to save Thor. And who, may I ask, is going to be the babysitter in this endeavor? Loki asked. At the doctor's questioning look, he continued. I'm assuming it won't be you. 
because that would negate the reasoning of keeping the time stone from me if you're just going to bring it along. You'll have likely also ruled out either Stark or Banner, since you are suspicious of their trust in me. The captain, perhaps? That was part of the bait. You see, we can't send anyone with you. You would appear in the determined time frame in roughly the same location that you were the first time. So any of us that went would just appear on Earth. The only person close to you at the time was Banner, and as he was the Hulk, he would be less than helpful as a chaperone. Doctor Strange explained. Loki blinked. Then he blinked again. Something in his brain was refusing to compute. They weren't truly suggesting that they would trust him to do this, completely alone and unmonitored. Are you all insane? He blurted out. Suddenly, nine very concerned heads turned to give him baffled looks. What do you mean? Banner asked. Loki turned to Captain America. How could you possibly agree to this? I tried to conquer your world. I was given access to two Infinity Stones and caused devastation to the city. You have absolutely no reason to trust me. You've seen me fight. You know I'm a selfish bastard. You are just going to follow along with what others suggest blindly? Are you not a leader? Loki wasn't entirely sure what he was trying to accomplish with this. He was infuriated, and he had no idea why or at whom. Loki took a deep breath, and taking the time to do so was enough for him to see the reason. He was getting everything he wanted. That had never happened. Loki always failed when it was something that truly mattered. He failed to prove his father that he was worthy. He failed to prove to himself that his life did not revolve around Thor. He had failed his people. So if he didn't fail to prove these heroes that he could change their fates, then that just meant that he couldn't do it. He would go back in time, and he would fail in some way. And that thought terrified him. The captain frowned at him for far too long. Loki's rage was starting to wane into dread and at what he needed to accomplish. Finally, the soldier spoke. Here's the thing. I don't think you're the guy that tried to conquer New York. At Loki's incredulous stare, he smiled a bit. I may be old, but I haven't gone senile. Yes, it was you, but you're not the same. It took two minutes for me to be able to tell that. And everything I've heard since has only solidified that. I believe that everyone deserves a second chance. I think this is yours. I think you desperately need to save your brother and redeem yourself. This seems like the perfect opportunity for us to selfishly use that to strengthen our odds against Thanos. Even if you have some other plan, some manipulation, if it gets Thor back or even keeps the Tesseract from Thanos a little longer, it could make all the difference. It might save Vision. Scarlet Witch agreed, supporting Loki's suspicion about their relationship. Loki looked around at the other faces, not necessarily friendly, but all resolute in this plan. It was a heady sensation, trust, something he hadn't had in a very long time. He was suddenly massively relieved that he didn't have any ulterior motives against these people. Oh, he would make sure events played out in his own favor over theirs if there was a choice to be made. But at least for right now... Their interests were in alignment, and he could honestly say that he planned to do exactly what he had said. Loki turned to Doctor Strange. Tell me what I need to do.